Linus Talks. For the dreamers, doers, and disruptors. We sing songs. We tell stories. We create change. Welcome to Linus. What's up, guys? I don't know, you had have no reason of knowing this, but the people that just played before are some of my closest friends in the entire world. Are they not unbelievable? Y'all, they are true poets. If you follow their music, much like Amina Brown, they are true poets that aren't just writing something for you to tap your foot to, but for something to get inside your soul, which is super fun to see. Um, just something I thought I'd share since we have a bunch of creatives in the room, and the reason I assume you're creatives is because Daniel put this event and you're here, and because you are able to be here on a Monday. <laughs> right? That says something about who's in the room, that you have the freedom, and you've given yourself the flexibility to be here all day on a Monday. So you must at least in some way, shape, or form be an entrepreneur or a creative or an artist of some type uh, because you had the flexibility to do this. But just one thing I was thinking about real quickly as I was literally getting up around the stage and Ben is singing, it's all a gift, it's all a gift, it's all a gift, is I used to have incredible stage fright. Like incredible stage fright. And it was really confusing for me because I also had an incredible internal feeling, more than a desire, but like a calling that that was somewhere I was supposed to be. And I don't mean stage, I mean being someone who was proud enough or was bold enough to stand up in front of a group and offer what he had, right? And here's the thing that really really switched for me was one day when I was praying and anxious and I used to th literally throw up before I'd go preach somewhere or go speak in front of a group and I was begging God to like take it away, take it away and I felt like he said, would you rather me take it away or would you rather me teach you how to get peace? Right, how many times do we do that, right? Like here's my situation, change it God, change it God, just change it God and I realized I was asking for a miracle when he could be giving me a gift and that gift would be to learn how to cultivate peace and to learn what was off Right? So if your foundation is shaky, you don't ask for different buildings to be built on top of it. You ask for a new foundation. Right? And so I was like, well, what's wrong with me? And he said, every time you get up in front of people, you think you have something to prove when I think you have something to give. And it continues to be my mantra. Like what I pray before I get up on stage is I'll catch myself feeling anxious. I'll catch myself feeling, you know, a little bit tight. And I feel like God said, remember, this has nothing to do with you giving, having something to prove today. This has something to do with you hopefully having something to give. And it's really kind of crazy, isn't it? Like how your, your position as an artist and your position as a, as a producer of any kind changes when you stand in front of a group of people, whether it's a boardroom or a, an audience or your family, and you say, this actually has nothing to do with me. Hopefully this has something to do with you though. Hopefully whatever I know, hopefully whatever I've been through, hopefully it's here for you, but this has little to do about how this reflects on me and has everything to do with whether I can reflect something to you. Does that make sense? So just something for you maybe to think of as well, if you ever feel like you get really kinked up. I call this with artists getting the hose kinked, where, you know, sometimes that flow is going and you just, you literally lose your mind and then other times you can't get out of your mind. It's usually because too much has become about what I have to prove and not enough has been about what I have to give. Amen. Yes. All right. Well, I won't preach a whole sermon to you because Daniel will kill me, uh, especially what, that wasn't what I came here to talk about. I'm going to pose a question to you. It's a question that I've found to be true for me when I answered it, but it's this. It's what if what if the real thing that's standing between you and your dream, 
your dream, your calling, your impact on the world, the thing that you really feel like is your North Star, what if that thing that's really standing between you and that is simply a story that you have sold yourself? I just want to start with that question. Like at the end of the day, we check our marketing tactics and we check our clothes and we check our contacts and our network and we look around and ask what's hot right now, what's hitting. And we, go, and we look at our, our appearance and our gifting and our skills that there, are we good enough? Do we have it? And I want to ask, what if all of that matters, but not nearly enough? What if what really matters is that internally you sabotage yourself because you're still stuck on an old story about yourself? So if you're like me, you probably at some point felt something in you that felt like was calling to you. We would call that God, that you couldn't help it. You might not even still be sure what that actually looks like. You still not, might not be sure how that's going to express itself, who that's going to serve, how that's going to make money, but you still feel it, don't you? And what is that call? You know, at the very least, that call is telling you to show up and open up. You feel it. You feel it telling you, I'm asking you to be the brave ones to do more than survive. I'm asking you to be the brave ones to shoot for something bigger than just self-survival, but actually to make your life matter, to actually lay it down for something, to actually show up somewhere consistently over and over again and in a way that causes you to open up and let sacrificially God pour out whatever he seems to think is inside of you, right? You felt that call. We called it a dream. That, that call could be to make a mark on the world, to change the world, for great love, to, to invent something, to, to serve a specific need, whatever that thing is, something has called you. But then something always gets in the way, doesn't it? Now, some of it's obvious. Like, as soon as you get on the journey, has anybody gone even a little bit towards the dream of their heart? Anybody in the room? Yeah. So the first thing you realize is there's a thousand ways to get there and none of them are clear, Right? But tomorrow on Facebook, you'll see the next way that if you paid $49.99, you could get there by next month, right? <laughs> and so immediately, it's like leaving Egypt into the wilderness on your way to the promised land, but you just find yourself wandering in circles and circles and in circles. So that's hard. And then you experience setbacks and you experience disappointments and you experience criticism for the first time. My man, Cody Deese, you experience criticism for the first time. You feel stupid for the first time. You feel like you're, you don't know what risk or faith is. Which one is this? Is this risk or is this faith? If I'm sleeping on someone's couch, just me, that's fine. I'll call it faith all day long, but I've got three kids and a family. Which one is this? Is this risk or is this faith? Is it time to give up and give in or is it time to press on and press in? God, I don't know. That's hard. People that used to trust, you can't trust anymore. People that were you know, giving you praise are gone and giving you criticism. All of that's hard, but harder still is that all of that has landed on you. And why has it landed? Why did any of that find the mark? Because you told yourself a story. All of that stuff doesn't matter to the people that have been told, telling themselves a different story. All of that doesn't matter. It doesn't deter. It doesn't knock you off your game when you know who you really are. And that's what I've found interesting again and again is that what's standing between me and what God's calling me to do is not God, it's not people, it's not circumstances, it's not height, it's not weight, it's not color, it's not my background, it's not my skill set. What's standing between me and that more than anything is the story I've told myself. And the hardest part about this, I work with people all the time, the hardest part about that is there's real things, like I just said, that are hard and that matter and they have to be taken into, into, uh, into uh, context. You've probably been through some stuff. You've probably experienced some stuff. But harder still is that when you were a kid and when you were dreaming, you didn't just dream about what you were going to do. You dreamt about who you were gonna be. 
Let's go back to the beginning, guys. That as you were simultaneously dreaming about what you might one day do, you were also dreaming about who you would be. And there's a reason for that. I think God put that in us, that those two have a symbiotic nature, that who you are and what you do are intimately linked together. And so as you step into what you think you want to do, if you don't quite yet know who you are, or better yet, you think you cannot do the thing God's calling you to do, it is a house divided and it cannot stand. And so I tell people, and I tell you, harder than it is what you're going to do, is the harder thing is to actually let go of the belief that's in conflict with what God's asking you to do. See, there's two things that God does when he calls to you. One, he calls you to go do something, and two, that calling assumes that you are something. So how many people have tried to write a book before? Writing a book, it's kind of hard. You've got to be able to put thoughts on paper and keep going. You know what's harder than writing a book? Believing that you're a writer. This is what I mean. Like writing the book is not that hard. What's harder is believing that you're a writer that anybody would want to read. Actually putting songs down and putting chords to them and putting that takes skill. But is it that hard? No, you know what's harder is believing that you're an artist that has something worth sharing with the world. And so we constantly step up to the edges. We like wander far enough and we get to the edges of what we're actually here to do and we can never enter that promised land because we look at the giants and go, oh, they are so big and I am so small. So let's just stay right here, don't we? Yes. So all I ask this afternoon is for you to consider the story you've told yourself. Not much more. Ask yourself, what is it that I have actually believed to be so bedrock true that it's like who I used to be is constantly standing behind me with a rubber band on my future self, not letting me go three steps forward, always pulling me back, that who I've always been is destined to be who I always will be. It's the hardest thing in the world when Daniel gave me the three subjects or the three words that Linus was about this year. Evolution was the first one that stuck out to me, and I looked in my own heart and I looked around at the people that I help and I go, evolution seems to be the hardest thing for anybody to believe they can actually do. When you start working towards change, why does change see, seem so impossible? Because you actually believe that who you've always been will continue to be who you always will be. And you have this I knew it factor. The moment you miss a day, the moment you take a step back, the moment you fumble, you go, I knew it. I knew it. It was just a matter of time till the old and the true me showed up and it undercuts everything God's trying to do. And so why is it so hard? Because we need the fire. We have to have some fire to burn it off, like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. You have to get thrown into something where you find out that the only thing that burned off were my chains. Like the only thing that is really burning off here is my ego. It's my insecurity. It's all the things, my approval, it's my need for approval, right? It's my need for security. It's all of these things that actually I didn't need in the first place. And it's not till you get in the fire of a dream. It's not till you get into that fire of a dream that those things, if you're willing to stay in the heat long enough, finally begin to melt away. See, you grew up thinking you were dynamic. You saw the world right, and then you were taught a lie. At one point, you had this innate sense that everything you saw was dynamic. The world was dynamic. Your parents were dynamic. You were dynamic. Everything was something to be discovered. Everything was something yet to be. I just told my kids last night that the elf moved in the night and made a marshmallow bath in her Barbie house, and she freaked out. She woke me up this morning going, I got good news and I got bad news. Which one do you want first? I said, give me the bad news. She said, the elf spilled the marshmallows. 
So what's the good news? He made a bubble bath out of marshmallows in my Barbie house. This is the best day of my life. <laughs> now, we're lying, so that doesn't help. But you had this innate sense that the world was a mystery yet to be discovered, and you looked inside and realized, I'm a mystery yet to be discovered. I don't think I know me yet. I don't think I know God yet. But at some point, we think we've answered those questions. Like at some point, we actually believe we know who God is. We know who we are. And so let's all just adjust accordingly. And you start telling yourself, let's just be real. Let's just be real. You've shown this again and again and again. Let's just be real. Well, the reality is you've been sold a lie. And you've built your whole, lie, your whole life off of a lie. The lie is that you are fixed, that you are predetermined, that this is your cap. And the reality is not with God. I honestly believe it's your greatest joy. It's your greatest joy and it's God's greatest joy to watch you unfold into the person he had in mind when he created you. And if you're not dead, you're not done. The only people who've stopped growing are the ones who have stopped breathing. And if you're not dead, you're not done. So at any point that you start going, this is all I'll ever be. And I'm not talking about fame. I'm not talking about bank account. I'm talking about you surprising you. There is no better feeling than when you surprise you. When you show up when you normally retreat. When you open up when you normally shut down. When you press in when you normally back up or throw fists at somebody. Like There's nothing better than for you to realize you're not done yet. It's the same thing with God. The worst thing that can happen to our relationship is to build a, a, a relationship and a religion around who he revealed to us yesterday. Why do you think scripture won't, God commanded us in scripture not to make any graven images of him? Why not? Why not just the other guys, the ones, the, the, the false gods? Why can't we make one of you? Well, because one of two things will happen. It'll look too much like us and it'll lock us into one kind of image. So what would it look like for you today to open up again, to entertain hope again? Not just hope that God could do something new and be something new, but hope that you could do something new and that you could be something new. What if the real challenge is to go back and be like that child who had a dream and the challenge is to hold on to that dream but ditch that child? to go back to the child who had a dream, but this time you hold on to the dream, but you ditch the child and all of its woundings and all of its insecurities and all the crap it's been through and decide that was the amateur me, that was the first me, that was me up until now. Wait till you see the pro me. Wait till you see the tomorrow me. Wait till you see the me on the other side of these thoughts, on the other side of these beliefs. Who would I be without that thought? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Who would you be without that story? If you walked into a room and you didn't carry that story, that you're not enough, that you're not like them, that you're too small, too tall, that you speak too quiet, too loud, if you walked in without that story, who would you be? One, you'd be free. And two, you'd probably be helpful to whatever room you walked in. We can at least start there. We still don't know how it's gonna express itself, but at least you're not kinked up anymore. Yeah? So, I just want you to consider that for a second. Mark Twain put it this way. He said, it's not what I don't know that kills me. It's what I know for sure that just ain't so. That's a time release bomb. Let me say Mark Twain again. It's not what I don't know that's killing me, that's sabotaging me, that's, that's ruining my joy and my efforts. It's what I know for sure 
that just ain't so. So today, can you ask God, what's the thing that I know for sure about me that just ain't so? Okay, thank you guys. Welcome Jonathan Helser. Thank you for listening to Linus Talks. For all things Linus, go to www.thelinusgathering.com. Cheers. Cheers.